You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Put it this way, if you're a group fitness instructor and you have streamed a class for free on social media, just ask yourself this question. Would you walk into David Lloyd's, the Village Health Clubs, your local authority, at Bannantines, whatever gym, insert your gym name here, would you walk into your own gym and teach a class for free? Obviously, you have just answered, no, that would be stupid. So why would you do it online? A couple of things you need to take into consideration when you're streaming classes online is it requires a different level of teaching. Not saying it's a higher level, not saying a lower level, it's a different skill set is a better thing to say. You need software, you need hardware, you need to disrupt the flow of your house, you need to make the other people in your house aware, don't come into this room, don't come into the kitchen, I'm streaming a workout for the next 45 minutes. You obviously need to do the workout. That's just your end. On the other end, what you've got to do is advertise it. You've got to get your participants onboarded. You've got to get a Zoom link to them, the Facebook group to them, the you know whatever links you're, you're sending out. You've got to get them into the class. You've got to talk to them in their little Zoom box windows. You've got to make sure the sound's right, everyone can hear. There is so much shit that you have to do to stream a class. And some people are doing this for free in their house completely devaluing themselves, devaluing the industry and devaluing every other group fitness instructor and group fitness professional out there. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Ricky is a fitness industry expert, having been helping people achieve their fitness goals since 2002. We talk everything fitness, business, and group exercise to help you on your fitness journey. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Rick and Owen podcast, episode 155, 156, listen, doesn't matter, point is, you're here listening to this podcast and I'm excited to be doing this podcast, it is uh, Friday the 13th of November and this is the first podcast I've done in a while and just had other things on, other things I needed to prioritise, which we'll talk about a little bit later on, um, one of those is jump, we've had some personal circumstances as well at home. Um, coming up on the podcast in the next few weeks is some really, really cool, interesting guests. A um, couple of those have already been recorded and a couple more have obviously still be recorded, but I would say the next five episodes, we're going to take the podcast, not necessarily in a different direction, maybe a slightly different direction, but there's definitely some really, really interesting guests and topics we're going to discuss. What I'm here to discuss today is a solo podcast. It's just, it's just me. It's just, it's just me on my own. And we've got questions from my Instagram story over the last couple of weeks. Um, I've got eleven written down in front of me. I'll read the question. I'll say what my answer is. I like to do that. Instagram stories gives you, you know, fifteen seconds to answer it. Sometimes that's enough. Sometimes it's not enough. Um, where you have to paraphrase. So looking forward to doing these. And then at the end, we are bringing back the TripAdvisor gym reviews. So that'll be good. <laughs> right, so we'll go through the questions. Of course, you can see all the questions on the show notes, by the way. Um, I'll give approximate timestamps. So the timestamps might not be 100% accurate. Um, encourages you to listen. Uh, sponsors for the podcast, you all know, putting for sport, Northern Ireland Sports Retailers of the Year, continuing to operate and serve commercial gyms home-based workouts and right now or they're doing like you know the north face slippers 
North Face slippers are just so cool. Uh, and our second sponsor is Bodycore Training, who if you are a fitness professional and you have a desire to complete a level two fitness instructor, exercise to music, personal training, sports massage, nutrition specific, anything along those lines, check out Bodycore Training. Mention the Ricky Long podcast. You will get a absolutely beautiful amount of discount and a cuddle you can't have the cuddle now because of the pandemic that cuddle will have to be deferred until a time where it's safe to do so all right let's jump into it um we may as well kick off with a trigger question i was asked this question all my instagram stories have said does streaming classes for free trigger you so i think the answer to that is yes um you know it, it does actually trigger me what I should be doing is telling you why it triggers me is, you know, that put it this way, if you're a group fitness instructor and you have streamed the class for free on social media, just ask yourself this question. Would you walk into David Lloyd's, the Village Health Clubs, your local authority, a Bannantines, whatever gym, insert your gym name here, would you walk into your own gym and teach a class for free? Obviously, you have just answered, no, that would be stupid. So why would you do it online? A couple of things you need to take into consideration when you're streaming classes online is it requires a different level of teaching. Not saying it's a higher level, not saying a lower level, but it's a different skill set is a better thing to say. You need software. You need hardware. You need to disrupt the flow of your house. You need to make the other people in your house aware, don't come into this room, don't come into the kitchen. I'm streaming a workout for the next 45 minutes. You obviously need to do the workout. That's just your end. On the other end, what you've got to do is advertise it. You've got to get your participants onboarded. You've got to get a Zoom link to them, the Facebook group to them, the you know whatever links you're, you're sending out. You've got to get them into the class. You've got to talk to them in their little Zoom box windows. You got to make sure the sounds right. Everyone can hear. There is so much shit that you have to do to stream a class, and some people are doing this for free in their house, completely devaluing themselves, devaluing the industry, and devaluing every other group fitness instructor and group fitness professional out there. And if you compare this to teaching a live class, most group fitness instructors like me are very, very blessed. The only thing you have to do is turn up on time. Plug your sound in, plug your phone in, put the club's microphone on and teach your class. You don't have to worry about booking people in, etc, etc. Whereas when you're doing it online, there's a whole lot of extra stuff you need to do to make the class work. And there's, listen, there's some really, really big players in the fitness industry. I give, I was triggered yesterday, so I give one of them um, a little bit of abuse. She was doing a live stream. Um, you probably know who I'm talking about. She's 600,000 followers on Instagram. She had over 500 people watching this live. Um, and I just started giving her abuse on the thread, which I really shouldn't have done, but it completely devalues the industry. She's there on her Instagram live doing a free workout. Now, I get why some people do it free. They do it for free as a business opportunity. I'll get people in the front end. So is at the end of the live or maybe four or five workouts, I can say to everyone, guys, if you like these workouts, come and buy my program and get why people do it. It's their business model. So I suppose I should respect that in some ways. But on the other side, it just devalues the whole industry. Um, if you are a group fitness professional and you're giving classes for free, I think you're a dickhead and you need to cut it out because you're ruining it for everyone. There's a whole lot of group fitness professionals out there not earning any money, not allowed to earn any, 
any money because of furlough schemes, etc, etc. They might not have signed up to being self-employed in time, so they're missing out on a lot of money. And they might need to stream a class online for a couple of quid. And then they go online and they see all these other instructors doing it for free. Um, so it can be quite demotivating. Um, I think I went off. I think, I think I've ranted a little bit long about this. So in short, those instructors who stream classes for free trigger me. Yes, most group fitness instructors will have zero income from classes during lockdown. If your local group fitness instructor is streaming a class, send them money. Most group fitness instructors do not qualify for furlough. Gym owners and gym change, this is now the second time this has happened. Please show value and support to your GFIs. Consider making them employees, giving them the same current benefit as your staff. After all, gym owners, gym managers, CEOs, gym change, you know who I'm talking about. You're the ones that preach how valuable group fitness is to your business as an asset. Actions speak louder words. Group fitness instructors don't stream classes for free. You're worth more. Even if you don't need the money, there will be a GFI group fitness instructor out there who does. Question number two. Um, does or is training every day too much? It depends. So if you normally train every day at... Think of, think of training as... Think of a training session as an intensity skill. So 10 out of 10 is as hard as you can work, perhaps some sort of hit session or, you know, three hour run. And one out of 10 would be like a gentle walk, something like that. Think of it like that. It would be very, very impossible to do seven days in a row where you're doing 10 out of 10 intensity sessions in your training session. So I would say that is too much. I think what most people, especially group fitness instructors, by the way, feel to do is have lesser intensity training sessions. So let's you know, take a standard week. Let's say on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're going to do nine out of 10 intensity sessions. So maybe you're going to do hit sessions. Well, it doesn't mean you can't train on a Tuesday and Thursday. What you should do is maybe do a five out of 10 intensity session. You know, slow paced cardio, you know, a you know, weights based session of some sort. I mean, you can apply the same day as Saturday, Sunday. So instead of thinking of every training session like um, some sort of wild fitness test, you know, think of it as training. There's a great saying um, you, in CrossFit land you're either training or you're testing. Don't ever get confused between the two of them. So if you're training, you're training to make your tests better. If you're testing, you're working at 10 out of 10. So if you had like a 12-week training plan, you want to peak on week 12. So week 12 is the only week where you would hit 10 out of 10 intensity in training sessions. And you would build and taper that up and down through that three months, through that 12 weeks. That's how I would write all my programs. That's how most fitness, sorry, most athletes would operate as well. You know, they'll build up to their event. You know, if it's going as high as an Olympian, they'll build up the 12 weeks, 24 weeks towards their big event. So is training every day too much? It depends on your intensity. What I would empower many, many people to do is instead of thinking about overtraining being a risk, think about are you overtraining or are you just under recovering? So signs of overtraining, probably quite well documented. Sickness, tiredness, um, feeling lethargic, aches and pains, not wanting to train, lack of motivation. And when you feel like that, sometimes, okay, I'm, I'm, I'll go and train today, but I'm not going to train at 8, 9 out of 10 intensity. I'll go and do a 2, 3 out of 10 intensity. I'll just go for a walk. 
Um, so is training every day too much? Probably look at recovering. Look at your recovery strategy. What is your sleep like? Um, what is your slow, steady state cardio, your nutrition, sports massage, yoga, stretching, mobility, that sort of thing? Uh, Ricky, would you ever consider teaching body combat or body attack again? Now, the answer for that is on a full time basis, probably not. One off occasion. I could see it happening again. Um, never say never. Um, actually, you know, talking about them both, I used to teach both combat and attack. I was actually, believe it or not, a Lesmos UK presenter for attack for six months at one point before I realised I really don't want to teach a programme like that <laughs> as my thing. Um, I think I qualified in body combat 45 and retired in body combat 49 and the reason I retired from combat after a year uh, was because I started teaching attack on release 74 was my module training um, and I just didn't want to do both of them um, from a simply like a learning and managing your diary point of view I just find doing combat and attack was difficult and I decided right, I'll choose my favourite and that was attack at that time. Uh, I can obviously teach a world class body combat 46 anytime you want for those who were at Jump Live, which we'll talk about later. Um, you know, obviously, Rachel, I asked Rachel if she wanted me to teach body combat 46 um, for her, you know, either one on one or if they wanted to like market it. Um, and she was well up for it, like, she was really, really keen. Um, so I'm just waiting on that call. Yeah, I sent her a message. I've got the two blue ticks from her and, you know, just waiting on a reply. That was uh, two weeks ago. Um, so does jump, so next question, question number four, does jump shred include vegan plants? Short answer for this is no. Let me explain. In jump shred, which is our six week Christmas program, um, and jump 4.2 and jump light, we don't include plans for any dietary type. What we do is we educate people on the nutrition pyramid, pyramid of priorities. So you start with calories at the bottom, then you go to macronutrients, then you go to micros, then you go to meal frequency, then you go to supplements. Um, and you just apply your dietary requirements or choice to that pyramid. So if you're a vegan, the first thing I would do with a vegan going through it is, okay, you've got to get calories in, V calories out. How do you do that with a vegan diet? So we would... Basically, one friend says we look at systems, you know, systems of willpower. We're going to do that with, you know, tracking, tracking calories, my fitness pal. Or we're going to do, what am I trying to say? Intermittent fasting. Or we're going to do carb cycling. Or we're going to do a version of, um, so another version of kind of, you wouldn't say this to vegans, obviously. You'd say paleo. Um, you would go keto, all that sort of thing. We'll look at that for everyone. Um, I've said quite a few times on the podcast, I'm a massive fan personally of using intermittent fasting, um, but I would never tell people what to eat. Um, I would rather have a conversation with someone and say, okay, what do you like to eat? And they'll say, oh, I like to have chicken, I like chips, and I like bacon. Then I'll, cool, let's get that into your diet, but we'll do it within the calorie counter. Number five, um, fast, I've summarized this. So, the question was probably something like, "Are you? do you believe in fasted cardio for fat loss? Um, so just to piggyback, I think that was a question, just to piggyback on the, the last questioner is, I believe in fasted cardio for fat loss as a method 
but as a magic pill, a magic tool, no. So fastest cardio is a concept of doing cardio when you're fasted. And typically that would be in the morning. So you would have your dinner, 6 p.m. You would go to bed, get up at 6 p.m., go out, do some cardio, steady state cardio, low intensity, kind of 6, 7 out of 10 cardio, keeping your heart rate below 150, 160. For an hour, maybe burning 7, 800 active calories, standard calories. And at no point between your dinner last night and at the end of that workout would you eat and they're kind of calling that fasted cardio. So as a method, I think it's really, really useful of burning calories. Um, it might be a really, really good method as well as if you want to do something like intermittent fasting. Um, you know, if you're sitting around the house in the morning, you might feel hungry just out of boredom. Whereas if you get up and get out and do some sort of fasted cardio, um, it's a good way of staving off that hunger, burning the calories. But as a magic pill, does fasted cardio burn fat faster than any other method? Probably not. There might be some benefits for some people. Everyone's different. Uh, different. What I will say, if doing fasted cardio works for you, you, you know, I'm a big fan of saying everyone should try something if it sounds appealing. You're like fasted cardio, intermittent fasting. So keto doesn't sound appealing to me. Fasted cardio sounds like, you know what, that's something I could do. Intermittent fasting is something I can do. I don't mind that little bit of being fasted and training and living my life like that. Um, so it can work as a method. It's not a magic pill. The magic pill for fat loss is being in a calorie deficit over a prolonged period of time. More calories out than come in. Uh, next question, number six. Should gyms be considered essential businesses and be allowed to stay open? Very aware I might have a biased stance on this. Try not to be biased. I think the answer is possibly. I think what Scotland and Northern Ireland have done in their lockdowns and tears and the circuit breaker in Northern Ireland is they've allowed gyms to stay open for individual training, but not group training, um, which I think is a positive thing. I think what, what we can't do is tarnish all the gyms with the same brush. We can't compare a busy city centre gym with a private PT, a busy city centre gym in the centre of Birmingham compare it to a private, semi-private PT studio on the outskirts of Aberdeen. Like we, we can't compare and put all gyms in the same bracket. And I think government bodies, the government itself, could, maybe not should, but could come up with a different set of rules for and put gyms in different categories you know the categories that they belong like you can't i'm just going to name drop a couple of gyms here you can't compare crossfit strength lab friend of the podcast to pure gym edinburgh city center you can't compare them you know pure gym city center could have four or five thousand members using the thumbprint scanner to get in and out walking through really really tight spaces whereas you compare crossfit strength lab it's a big warehouse massive big shutters um, you would only, even if there was no COVID, you would probably only have 15, 20 people in there at a time in a class environment where everybody kind of trains on their own anyway. You're not sharing equipment. You're not sharing machines. You would have your own like kind of workstation anyway. So I think comparing those two as the same thing and saying, okay, you're both a gym, you're both open or you're both closed. I just don't think it would be done. I think CrossFit Strength Lab should have a different set of rules to prove they are COVID safe. 
compared to pure gym city centre Edinburgh, I think I said, they should also have a different set of rules to prove they are safe right now. It's just they're kind of all in the same bracket. Um, so sh and I know there's stats out there which I don't want to quote. I got pissed off at people posting stats, and uh, I know I've done it before. But uh, there's only seventy two cases have been traced back to gyms being open, and there's you know four thousand cases been traced to pubs being open. Yada yada. I know people are posting all that stuff on social media, which you know I totally get. I'm not going to stand here and say about stats. I, I think what would be better is if gyms were, as I've just said, there was some sort of categories drawn up. And the government bodies that are meant to exist in our industry actually, what's the word I'm looking for? Looked at this and forced the hand a little bit and come up with a solution that helps businesses thrive instead of just doing the bare basics at times to help businesses survive. Boom, have that. Um, next one came in from my mates back home. Ricky, what are your Christmas plans? Are you going to the port for a pint? Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. I think it's on everyone's mind right now. Um, not making any concrete decisions right now. Ideally, I would be in Belfast for Christmas with my wee mummy and would possibly be able to get a pint with friends in the port. Don't know what's happening yet. You know, and like I said, we're still in the middle of November. Um, we'll see so in Northern Ireland yesterday the circuit breaker was extended for two weeks where we are in Scotland you know we're in tier three which means you're not really allowed to leave your local authority um, so I will see love to be home uh, this one this is a really topical one should I reduce calories for lockdown too this has been covered on social media loads so a lot of people would have been really, really active. They get locked down, so they become inactive. So should they reduce their calories? I would say, you know, it depends, right? First and foremost. So if you know as a fact you're going to be doing less activity, so that's less steps and potentially less scheduled exercise times, then yeah, reducing your calories is probably a good idea. It's, you know, the idea of... Okay, you parked your car at the beginning of November and you're locked down, so you're not going to drive it until the end of November. So would you continue to put fuel in the car every single week, every single day? No, you wouldn't. So your car is the same thing. Sorry, your body's the same as a car. Do you need to fuel it at the same level? Probably not. How many calories should you knock off? Well, that's for you to kind of work out. If you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to drop body fat, maybe take off a fifth as a rule straight away. So if you're used to eating 2,000 calories, just eat 1,600 calories for the day. If you're just trying to maintain, maybe just take off a tenth. So about 200 calories. It's it's completely up to you. It's trial and error. Um, if you're still allowed to go out, but you have to work from home, simulate your travel to work. So if you're going to start work at 9 a.m., get up at 8 o'clock in the morning get ready, sorry, get up at seven o'clock in the morning, train, do exercise in the house, then between eight and nine, walk to work. So get up out of your house, go for a 45 minute walk, get back to your house and then start work. So you're still keeping your activities up. You can do the same at lunchtime, you can do the same at evening. Obviously your COVID restrictions all come into play there. Don't leave the house, you know, stay at home unless you have to go out. And if you have to go out, please stay at home. And if you can't stay at home and it's essential for you to go out, you can go out. Please use the delivery service, except if the delivery service means you have to leave the house. So please stay at home. 
<laughs> right, I might pause in the next question for a bit. Uh, we're going to talk about Jump Live because the question is, Ricky, when is the next Jump Live? There was about seven or eight questions, I guess, over the last three weeks. So Jump Live, we ran on Friday the 30th of October. It was absolutely incredible. We had over 150 people register. We had at its peak about, I think it was only 18. I remember, I need to check my notes, I don't have them in front of me. 118 people on the webinars live. We had expert speakers from all over the world. We had self, obviously. We had Lindsay, obviously. We had Adam Burke, who spoke about resilience, which was just excellent. We had Tim Meadows, spoke about nutrition for group fitness instructors, introduced a couple of new concepts, which are just so good. We had Marison, Marison? Marion Morrison, who is a coach, entrepreneur, mindset speaker based here in Gert Greenock. We had Rachel Newsham, who Mez Mills, Body Combat, Shabam, Ambassador for Mental Health. We had Matt Thraxton, Les Mills, head trainer of China. And it was just a great night hearing these experts speak about things which aren't necessarily group fitness, les mills, etc, etc, and mental health come up to it a lot. Uh, mental health, the subject of mental health was involved in it a lot, which was really, really good. I have full recordings of the whole event. Um, I'm going to be dropping some of the recordings, the audio on the future podcast, which I'm excited about. Um, I do need to edit all that and haven't had the impotence to do that. The impotence? Well, I'm sure that's not the right word. I haven't had the urge to do that just yet. That will come out soon. So the answer to the question is, when is the next Jump Live? There will be another Jump Live. I'm going to make it a yearly event in 2021. Will it be online via Zoom? Will it be in a hotel in Glasgow like we did last year in February? It'll be one or the other. Will it be a hybrid of both? Probably. So what we're kind of thinking is, if we can get people in a room, maybe in a year's time, We'll get maybe, you know, 100 people in the room in Glasgow. We'll have some live speakers come in there. So people who can obviously travel to there. And then we might stream some expert speakers, you know, there as well. Um, and we could have people join as well via Zoom, um, that sort of thing. So there are the ideas we're having at the moment. So the short answer is, when's the next Zoom? Sorry, when's the next Zoom? When's the next Jump Live? 2021. Don't know, don't have a date. So just put 2021 in your diary for Jump Live. Just block out every day, um, just in case Jump Live is going to be in one of those days. Is there a ticket for you to buy now? No, um, if you want to make sure you get notified about it, just keep following my social media, get on to my daily emails, you won't miss it. Um, I'm having trouble getting business and getting engagement and advertising my online services. There's probably a couple of questions and there's one, like, Speaking of a cop, um, I did again. This triggers me a little bit. Is right, newsflash any personal trainers listening to this, any group fitness instructors listening to this, your audience, your clients don't want personal training sessions and they don't want streamed workouts, they do not want that. What they want is fat loss, what they want is feeling better, toning up weight loss. This is what they want. Sell them what they want. Give them what they need. Right? So when I see a social media post that says five stream workouts a week, Facebook group, one-on-one -on -one calls, you know, Zoom calls, Facebook lives, 
Newsflash, nobody fucking wants that. What they want is fat loss. What they want is muscle tone. So your advertisement should look like, I am selling, we don't say that, it's like really long personal training, fat loss, body confidence. That's what people want. I am selling fat loss. I am selling body confidence. So I'm selling them what they want. So they inquire, they're engaged in that, send me a DM for more information. Oh, that's brilliant. Want to get you started. This, you want fat loss? Yes. They say yes. You want body confidence? They say yes. And say, all right, cool. This is how we do it. We have personal training sessions, stream sessions, we have nutrition plans, we have my fitness pal, yada, yada, yada. Sell them what they want and give them what they need. The chances are people aren't engaging on your social media because you're selling five PT sessions for the price of four. Nobody cares about your personal training sessions. Nobody cares about doing a streamed workout with Ricky Long. People don't want the streamed workout with Ricky Long. People want fat loss and Ricky Long might be able to give them fat loss. How does he do that? It's a streamed workout. It's a body pump. It's... Uh, personal training class, yada, 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 and so on and so forth. Les Mills instructors, listen to this. I'll give you an example. Is group, people book on to a Les Mills course, like Body Pump, because they want to be a Body Pump instructor. So we sell them, we being Les Mills, sell them the concept of being a Body Pump instructor. And on the two-day module, we give them what they need to become a Body Pump instructor. Now, the things I'm about to rhyme off, you don't want, you need these. The five key elements, how to use a coaching model, how, what the technique is, how to connect with members, how to make your classes come alive with performance. Nobody signs up to a body pump module because they want the five key elements. They sign up to a body pump module because they want to be a body pump instructor. So we sell them, let's be a body pump instructor. We give them the tools in order to do that. Sell someone fat loss and the tools are personal training, mind fitness pal, WhatsApp check-ins, that sort of thing. Um, and then the last one here, this one came from Lou. Um, I remember this question specifically because I can relate to this. Um, I'm struggling to enjoy running. So I can really relate to that. I don't enjoy running. Running's a bit of a grind and a bit of a graft for me. So there's a couple of things you can do is, so first thing we'll say is, if you do something you don't like, the rest of the day becomes better by definition. So you can actually hack onto that and say, you know what, I hate running. But I like that I hate running because it makes the rest of the day easier. So you could hack into that. And the second part is what I really, really do is the concept of don't think of it as a run as such. Think of it as the session where you get to listen to your favorite music or podcast or audiobook. Or you get to take a picture at the top of the hill you've run up and that picture is going to go on social media. Or maybe it's a run with a friend. So it's not actually a run with a friend. It's a social event with a friend. You just happen to be running. So change the framing of thinking. Um, I've said this in the podcast many times. When I run, I love listening to podcasts about subjects I'm interested in, which isn't necessarily educational. So I listen to Man United podcasts, I listen to my favourite comedians, and I kind of feel like I'm in a conversation. Occasionally I will listen to an audiobook or something educational, especially if it's a slower run and I can concentrate on it. If it's a faster run where I'm going to be working quite hard, I just kind of want to hear a conversation. Um, like I said, the Man United podcast is brilliant uh, for that. Another one which I did listen to is, oh, I can't remember what it's called, you know the Newcastle comedian? Chris Ramsey? Is that his name? I don't want to got that wrong. Um, him and his wife, can't remember her name, Mrs. Ramsey. Is, it, is that their name? Hold on. Hold on, Polite, on Spotify. 
listen to their podcast very, very funny. Um, I just run along laughing at myself, to be honest. Um, podcasts, shows, home, find podcasts. Shagged, Mary annoyed with Chris and Rosie. Um, Ramsey, yeah, I got it right. All that, just to tell you, I got it right, and I know the Newcastle comedian called Chris Ramsey. But yeah, listen to some music or a podcast when you're running and think about, I'm not actually running, I'm just going to listen to my favourite song, my favourite album, my favourite comedian, my favourite podcast, whatever it might be. Right, that's it. What's 11 questions? Time are we on? Ah, 35 minutes. Right, cool. Let me open another window on my laptop. Um, so we're going to do our gym reviews. I've done our gym reviews in a while, so I've got three gyms. I think I've jumped. So two of these are requests. I think I've done one of these before. Um, so I've got Gym Box London. I've got the Vibro Suites in Birmingham, and I've got the Spa Gym in Manchester, which is actually David Lloyd's Spa Gym in Manchester. Uh, right. So Gym Box. We have 118 reviews, 44 terrible reviews. Let's look at those. Right. Um, one star from Carlisle, okay. Fraud alert, total fraud. I was a member for a year and a half, and over the last six months, I would finish working out and head off to shore. There'd always be some kind of inappropriate activity going on in the shores, which was quite disturbing. What inappropriate activity do you think was going on in the shores? At some point I've had enough and asked at the reception how to go about cancelling their membership. I was advised that all I need to do is cancel my drug debit. After a little thought and out of laziness of finding another gym, I thought I'd give them a go. So I did. Mate, I'm getting your life story here. After that, they had some renovations going on the change room. Provided we've been... Mate, I don't know what your problem is. Um, I reported um three months in there. I didn't even change the monster back upstairs Three months later I noticed that they were still taking money out of my account under a different name, which I reported to my bank as fraud and went straight onto the phone Jim Box Home car was given a name Monday. Basically this guy has or girl, don't know whether it's guy or girl has written a whole paragraph here about their life story and what he's trying to say or she's trying to say is they were told they just needed to cancel direct debit when they cancelled direct debit it didn't work and the gym kept taking money out of it and he was getting debt collectors well obviously because you cancelled your membership without checking your contract um they not <laughs> Not once did they ask why I wasn't happy with the services. They just wanted the cash. Mate, listen, I just want to know what was going on in the showers. Can't work that out. Right, let's read another one from this one. Oh, that was a really bad one. As in, for you, the listener. Um, <laughs> one star from Niccolo with one of those... Hi, it's not a hyphen. It'll come to me. Uh, Staff Road, the gym box chains thinks only of businesses without worrying about customer needs. When I decided to stop paying, the staff did as if nothing happened, and even today, gym box continues to take £95 a month. The worst gym I have ever been. Right, so people need to realise this is much like a phone contract. Gyms have contracts normally over 12 months. You know, so if you sign 
a 12-month contract at £95 a month, you are legally obliged to be paying £95 a month for 12 months. If you cancel early, say you cancel after three months, they can still come after you for those nine months. It's how the business model works. And you're told this at the start, you're given a contract to sign. If you don't sign, if you don't read that contract, then you've only got yourself to blame. Alright, let me move on to another one because they were quite they were quite bad. I do apologize for that. This one is the Vibro Sweet Health and Wellness Club in Birmingham. Um, it's voted number five out of 32 spas and wellness in Birmingham. Um, there's a couple of pictures here. It actually looks pretty nice. Yeah, actually, it's pretty nice. Um, right, let's go to the ship reviews. Terrible, rather. Um, August 2017, Adam. The gym and suite was terrible. It's really dark, tiny space. Majority of machines are just weights. The showers are abysmal. Block drains, no bench to sit on or cubicle get dressed. You have to get dressed right while someone's on the lead. The man in charge was really rude and doesn't let anyone finish their sentences as he cuts you up as you speak. <laughs> Quite arrogant. Will not be returning. We not recommend the gym either. Uh, first things first, it's really dark, tiny space. Majority of machines are just weights. Um, it's a spa. They do tend to be quite dark and dimly lit. Tiny space. Spas are not kind of known for their gyms because it's a spa. And majority of machines are just weights. Well, that's the way gyms should be because weight training gives you the most benefit, no matter what your goals. Um, I'd prefer if it was free weights rather than machines, but I get what you mean. The showers were abysmal, block drains, no bench. So block drains and you know, dirty showers, that is a bit gross. They, they do need clean, so I'll uh, understand you with that. Um, no bench to sit on or cubicle to get dressed. Who are you, the queen? Um, you have to get dressed while someone's on the loo. I think <laughs> that's funny. Um, one star, and then it's titled, I didn't actually get to visit. I cannot actually say that the venue was terrible, as I didn't actually get to visit, but you still give it one star. Well done. We cannot find the venue. <laughs> Nobody seemed to know where it was. We rang the salon around four times to ask. This was August 27 from Jenny. Uh, we asked for directions which were actually not helpful. I spoke to the lady and said we were not coming, we couldn't find a venue. She told me to give her a call back and arrange another appointment. I called back the next day and spoke to a fellow who asked why we had not turned up when we told him. He said that it was not his problem. Well, it's fucking not his problem. And that we had cost him a lot of money, yeah. He told me there was a 48-hour cancellation policy and there was a rebooking fee. It's a bit like going to your dentist, that, isn't it? You have to pay cancellation fees. Um, the voucher had been bought for me for my 50th birthday, my sister, and just received some bad news about your father, so that didn't really help. Sorry to hear that about your, um, your father. I obviously will not take the piss out of that. I realise it was our own fault, but the gentleman's attitude did not help. So there's a complete breakdown in communication here, is you didn't do your due diligence in working out where this place was. That's that's the problem here. Alright, let's go to our third one. So this is, well it's the spa gym, but it's the, the spa gym in David Lloyd's Manchester. Um, so I don't know if these were... I think these reviews will just be about the spa gym at David Lloyd's Manchester, Warrington. 
and we've got one poor, we've got one terrible, and we've got 28. Excellent. Obviously, you, you know the rules. We go to the poor ones first. Um, good facilities, but crowded. So this is 2 out of 10, December 2019, by Holiday417. I came here with my husband on a Sunday hoping to relax. Other spas in the city, like the Midland, oh, cheeky bug, keep the spa separate from hotel fests so it stays quiet. Here the spa is open to anyone, and there was a man working on his laptop and three toddlers splashing around the pool. What adorable. This is not what you pay a lot of money for to relax in a busy city. There is nothing I can think would be much worse than going to a spa and two or three toddler kids running around. I won't be coming back here. <laughs> Sadly, it looks lovely from the refund. But there was no room to relax, which defeats the purpose of the spa. Completely agree. No children allowed in the spa. Let's get a petition started. Um... Mo877, April 2019, 1 out of 5, poor disabled, disabled? poor disabled facilities and access. I was very disappointed by the spa gym facilities for a 5 star facility. They have no pull lift. I would ask if they were able to get discount for my, spell mistake, for my carer to help me get in and out of the pool and she said no. My care PA would have to pay full price to help me get in out of the pool and other prison like the Son of Stevens Spa. I definitely not recommend spa facilities or any disabled people at I would recommend to use this so they've just recommended another spa. Um I'm not sure what the etiquette is on that one. So if you're disabled and you have a helper and you want to use a facility like this, does your helper, your car, your PA, you've used the term here. I'm not sure if the etiquette is they would get to do it for free, whether there would be a charge of any sort on that. I'd be interested to hear. You know, if it was my, if I was a manager, I would do it for free. But chances are the people who were working that day just didn't have the authority to do that, which is really unfortunate. Now, what you have said here is there is no pull lift, um, which ethically morally and because it's in a spa facility i don't think that is a legal requirement i think if it was like a public leisure center pool it must have disabled access but for a private spa facility it doesn't have like legally have to have disabled access that being said i do think it should if i was opening a facility i would make sure it would um so we're like a kind of yeah, sure, your disappointment there. You know, you said I was very disappointed by this Banjim facilities for a five-star facility. I would share that disappointment. Um, and this one actually says it's it's not actually David Lloyd. It's but the Radisson Spa and Gym facilities. Either way, I share your disappointment. Um, what I will say is the manager of the Spa and Gym has replied to this and offered um, a free visit, a free pass for not just the person who wrote this, who I now know is by the name of Mohammed, but also for a care and two other guests. Um, which were kind of like a weird dynamic. You know, so you, you know, you can bring your car and two other guests. So does the care get to bring the guest of his or her choice? And Mohammed, does he get to bring guests? This is quite, this is quite interesting. I want to know more about this. I feel like we're start. I feel like I'm in this relationship now. Um, Mohammed Mo eight seven seven. I can click on him. Oh, I can click on him. He's made. Ah, oh, 
I was hoping to get some information on him. He, I've, I've got his picture on him here. I can clearly see, you know, he's sitting in a wheelchair, so he is a disabled gentleman. Um, he's made one contribution to TripAdvisor, and we've just read it. I'm going to mark that as helpful. Go me. Right, that is just about it for the Ricky Long podcast for whatever episode this is. We'll call it 155. Could be wrong on that. Um, like I said at the start, with some good, interesting, and exciting guests coming up over the next while. Um, I'm doing the majority of my listening podcasts right now on Spotify. I find the Spotify platform just a little bit easier to manage as a user. So I would encourage you, if you are listening to this on a platform, please, 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 means a lot if you can leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, it makes it much easier for me to produce episodes um, when the, the numbers are slightly higher so if you can make sure you're subscribing leave a review and screenshots on social media are always advantageous as well um, that's about it i'm going to love you and i'm going to bye you're listening to the ricky long podcast where international fitness entrepreneur ricky long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training nutrition and mindset be sure to leave a review on itunes